Welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast. For anyone who wants to build and grow a career in IT, develop and improve your strengths and skills, be inspired and motivated by the successes of others, manage your career progression, and achieve your IT career goals. And now, your host, Phil Burgess. Hi, Phil here, and welcome to episode 48 of the IT Career Energizer podcast, where I chat with inspiring IT professionals, consultants, and experts from around the world. If you want to get each new episode automatically downloaded as soon as it's released, simply subscribe to the show. And now let's chat with today's featured guest, Troy Hunt. Troy lives on the Gold Coast in Australia. He is a Microsoft Regional Director, a Microsoft Most Valuable Professional, and a Pluralsight author on web security and other technologies. Troy also travels the world, speaking at events and training technology professionals on how to build more secure software. So Troy, can I ask you to expand on that brief summary and tell us a little bit more about yourself? Yeah, well, I, I think probably the first thing to explain to help, uh, uh, I, I guess, clear something up, which people often get wrong, is that I don't actually work for Microsoft. I have some nice Microsoft titles, uh, but also I do find that most people who think I work for Microsoft usually spell Microsoft with a dollar sign as well, and they're abusing me for something that Microsoft has done uh, <laughs> whilst telling me I work for them. So uh, I, I'm not responsible for any of the bad things they do and only partly responsible for some of the good things. <laughs> so, so, look, I, I am a, an, an independent who uh, who has some of these titles. I do a lot of uh, a lot of blogging, a lot of uh, online training, and as you said, I do a lot of traveling and speaking and running workshops and things around the world. Okay. Um, can you maybe share a unique career tip that the IT Career Energizer audience need to know and maybe don't? Well, I, I think the thing that resonates the most with me in terms of career tips goes back to the very first blog post I wrote, which is just over eight years ago. And this blog post was about the value of, of having an, an online brand or profile, uh, which I did not have at the time, but I thought it would be a good idea. And I actually ex explained it in terms of saying, look, I was hiring people at the time and people would come along and they'd apply for a job and that they'd be, say, a .NET developer. Uh, and that they'd, they'd send in their CV and the CV says, oh, I'm, I'm awesome. <laughs> it's like, well, of course you're awesome. It's your CV. That's what you do. Uh, and then you, you'd sort of interview them and they go, no, 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 I'm really awesome. Uh, yeah, check my references. And you'd check their references and all the references would go, yeah, you know, this person's awesome because they're your references. You pick the people that are going to say you're awesome. And the point that I was trying to make is that I would love to have more sort of independent verification of how awesome someone is. I would love to be able to find their GitHub contributions or their Stack Overflow responses or a blog or a talk or or something, not necessarily to sort of say that the person is some, you know, online megastar, but can I find anything to show that you have been doing what you say that you've been doing and I can sort of go and independently verify it? So I, th th that's my tip. I love the idea of having some form of online identity, even if it's only minor, to show what you've been doing over a period of time. Yeah, is there anything you'd advise somebody to maybe start with? Because obviously building a brand or a presence online can take a lot of effort. It can, but th there are degrees here, right? So, yeah, one of the things that was sort of very good for me was the blogging, and, and everything sort of stemmed from there. And, and the blogging was the sort of thing that I could do uh, either at nights or weekends in very small amounts, 
It's also something I could do during work time. And, and the reason for that is that I was using blogging as a way to, to document a lot of what I was doing and also as, as a way of actually learning uh, new technologies. So I've actually got a talk online that I've, I've done a couple of times this year called Hack Your Career. If you Google my name, Hack Your Career, you'll find it. And in there, I, I talk about sort of leveraging effort. And one of the things that, that was very useful for me is when I was, uh, I'll give you a good example. I was rolling out uh, Team City for continuous integration in my old place of work. And I didn't really understand it. <laughs> I had to learn a lot of it from the ground up. So what I did is I wrote a, a five-part blog series. And as I was learning and, and writing, the writing was forcing me to learn it in more depth and to become more proficient at it. And when I eventually left the company and I had to do the handover, I said, well, okay, look, here's, here's the documentation. It's on troyhunt.com forward slash, <laughs> you yeah. know, and it's, it's all there. Uh, now, of course, I didn't put internal information on there. That was documented internally. But the, the point about this being a way of getting started without necessarily taking a big chunk out of your time and also being in the organization's best interest, yeah, that made a lot of sense for me. Yeah. Can you maybe tell us um, about your worst IT career moment and what you learned from that experience? <laughs> I think probably that the one that comes immediately to mind is um, I spent uh, 14 years working for uh, Pfizer. So yeah. for those of you who don't know Pfizer, you probably know Viagra. We made Viagra, like the real one, not the fake ripoff stuff that you get in your junk mail. Anywho, <laughs> so I spent a lot of time working there. And the first probably five years of that was was as a contractor. And, you know, as a contractor, you don't have uh, uh, job security in terms of certainty of employment beyond the contract period. Uh, you don't necessarily have career opportunities, et cetera. So they said to me, you know, look, um, yeah, to take a permanent role, the world will be your oyster. You'll have all of these wonderful things happen. And it will only mean like a 25% pay cut. <laughs> so, so I took the pay cut and I took the permanent role and, uh, I think by the time I ended up leaving about nine years later, I'd gotten back to the same level of pay. My CV looked better, but I really wasn't doing much different stuff. And, and what I, what I, I guess, realised upon reflection is that they never had any career path for, for technical people. It just, it just wasn't going to happen. So I, I think right up until the point where I, I left, that felt like a very bad decision. And, and the only reason I, I had that caveat up to the point where I left is because I love what I do now. And I only get to do what I do now because I went through many years of miserable pain. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Can you maybe take us now to your career highlight or greatest success and tell us about that? Well, I, I guess to sort of put my current day life in, into perspective, there are so many different opportunities to to speak, to work commercially, to travel, to, to sort of do whatever I want. Uh, these days, it's, it's just enormously difficult to choose between things. But th there's a couple of things that stood out this year. Uh, and one of them was uh, I did a keynote for Pluralsight at the Pluralsight live event in Salt Lake City. Uh, this must have been about September. And I, I did a keynote on just a massive rock star stage, which was just the most epic environment, which, which felt awesome. Uh, and I also keynoted just before Michelle Obama on the same stage too. And I was like, man, this is awesome. Like I've just keynoted with Michelle Obama and, you know, this is, this is going to be like my 2017 highlight. And then the thing that came along and possibly superseded that, the way you, depending on how you look at it, is uh, only a couple of weeks ago I testified in front of US Congress in Washington, D.C. about data breaches. 
and this was kind of like, wow, I'm, I'm actually in the Capitol building. Uh, I was dressed up too, which is very unusual <laughs> for me. Uh, and I was sitting there in front of congressmen and congresswomen and rubbing shoulders with the politicians you see on TV. And I was, it was just like an otherworldly kind of experience of, of getting a glimpse into that sort of part of the world. So, yeah, between those two things, like I look back on the year that has been and I'm pretty happy with that. Yeah, it sounds like you had an exciting year. Yeah, look, it was epic. And you, you always kind of go, what's going to happen next? And, and the, I guess the nice thing about life today is, is I don't know. It, it's, it's almost always something really cool. And it's just, it's just cool things at, at levels beyond what I had ever expected. So what excites you about the future of the IT industry and careers in IT? I think it's a combination of things. I mean, one of the things I love about the, the technology industry in general, and, and particularly the, the information security space that I occupy a lot of, is that I just never know what's coming next. You know, like I I'm, I sort of go, okay, I'm going to get up, go through my emails. Like things could have fundamentally changed overnight. Mm. Uh, so particularly for me, things like crazy data breaches you know get up one day oh yeah uh, uber's been breached <laughs> you know and, and they hit it and they kind of got ransomed and they turned into a bug bounty and it's just like wow what a crazy story uh or i'll get an invitation to go somewhere like the congress thing uh for example so what excites me is that it it changes so quickly and there are so many opportunities in there i mean really for everyone working in the information uh technology industry it is just such a buoyant place to be and and this is really the future uh, and, and I think that's just a really cool thing to be a part of. Yep. I totally agree with you, yes. We're going to move into the reveal round now. Are you ready for this? Yeah, go for it. So what first attracted you to a career in IT? I was kind of bored. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, well, it's, and, and, and that's sort of partly the truth. So I think the first thing that genuinely got me interested is when I was uh, 13, my family moved to the Netherlands. Uh, and that's cold there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so for, for those of you uh, uh, in places like the UK, it's kind of like that. Uh, you know, like half the year, you don't really want to be outside. So I started spending a lot of time inside uh, on the PC, and it was, you know, this was kind of early 90s era as well. We were just getting personal PCs and, and starting to do cool stuff. And I think I just liked, I, I liked the, I guess, the independence of what you could do and create with uh, with a computer and, and over the years as that's grown that sort of manifested itself into things like I can sit at home in my PC and build a service like Have I Been Pwned which just goes absolutely bananas and it's just me like one guy sitting at home with the cloud yeah. you know and that's it. What is the best career advice you've ever received? You know, I don't know that I've received a lot of great career advice. <laughs> I think there's actually a very good question. I have to think about that. I, look, I, I think more like a general work ethic from uh, my parents is probably something that's that's prevailed. Uh, you know, particularly my um, my father was a pilot and. Yeah, he had to work a crazy amount, especially over like the last 10 years of his career. He was commuting backwards and forwards from Asia to Australia the whole time and just spending weeks on end uh, nonstop flying in strange parts of the world. And I think that maybe, maybe that tolerance for lengthy periods of, of pain yeah. and hard work. Um, but when I look at it today, most of what I do in my career is is very 
non-traditional and and self-made i mean i i dropped out of university because i didn't like it um and mind you some of the very very great people in the world have done that too and i'm not exactly bill gates but i did notice that he and larry ellison and steve jobs (laughs) all did that we could go on and on right uh so yeah a lot of it has just been i've i've just done what i thought was was the right thing to do at the time and i frankly i like the fact that it has not followed any sort of traditional trajectories uh, certainly over the last couple of years if you were to begin your it career again right now what would you do look i, I would i would still be uh in the sort of development space, but with that security orientation as well. I think when we look at the industry at the moment and we say, okay, where where are there the greatest needs for people? Uh, information security is, is just insane at the moment. And we see so much stuff going wrong the whole time that there it just illustrates a major deficit of, of people. And in, in fact, even uh, a couple of days ago, I was, I was doing a talk for a company uh, down in, in Sydney and one of the things that dawned on me in the discussion we were having, they were sort of talking about previous speakers that had, and that they'd had some really well-known names. And I said, you know, look, we, we got this guy in. Uh, I won't say who it is. Everyone knows him, but I won't say who. <laughs> got this guy in to, to do a talk, and it was a massive draw card. Uh, and then the guy was, was, was sort of really weird, like he had a lot of trouble presenting. He was very awkward with talking to people. And, and the, the penny that sort of dropped for me is that, there are very few people out there that have both technical competency and, and an ability to communicate. Uh, so if I was to sort of give someone advice now and say, you know, where where is there a need? Well, you know, that is a massive thing. And and look, we, we see this right across the board. This is not just necessarily in sort of speaking presentation circuits, but I would see this in the corporate environment where you would have a lot of smart people, but their ability to articulate technology and, and the value of it is often very poor. So I would say try and try and do those two things. Try and actually have technical depth and actually be able to talk. Yes. <laughs> those two things together are rare. What career objectives are you focusing on right now? It, look, it's a funny thing. I, I haven't been thinking a lot about objectives in recent times because I've sort of, just for a sense of context, it was April 2015 that I left corporate life uh, and I, I left on a redundancy, which is nice because a redundancy is when they ask you to leave and they have to give you money <laughs> to go. It's, it's not like it's not getting fired where they don't give you anything. It's not walking out where you don't give, get anything. So uh, about four of us uh, got redundancy packages. And, and the reason I make that point is because when they give you money to go, you, you've got buffer. So you can now sort of go, okay, well, what do I want to do? Yeah. And I, I didn't waste any time. I just jumped straight into, I guess, uh, accelerating more of what I'd been doing anyway and actually turning into commercial opportunities. And that was sort of my real focus. So I spent the last two and a half years going, all right, how do I make sure that uh, I, I have more courses online, that I can run these workshops, that I can do things to be self-sustaining and and live a good life? And yeah, beyond that, I haven't really thought about it. And, and the discussion actually my wife and I started to have now is it's like, okay, this is like, far better than what we ever imagined it could possibly be. What now? Because I don't really want to be traveling around the world the whole time either. So uh, you've made a good point. You've reminded me. I need to get some more objectives. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, in fairness, I think one of the the sort of overarching objectives that's that's prevailed across, you know, 20 plus years of of professional work as well is that I love the idea of, of independence and being able to have confidence that, that I don't have to work if I don't want to or I can work from wherever I want. 
So a lot of it at the moment is about building up that independence. And a lot of that is about everything from building brand and reputation to, to obviously uh, building money and investments and other things that allow me to, to not work if I don't want to. Sure. You may have partly answered the next question, but I'll ask it anyway. What's the number one non-technical skill that has helped you in your career so far? Oh, communication. How about that? Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> but look, in all seriousness, this is what it is. And that is something which will prevail across careers as well. I mean, if, if you can communicate clearly with people, if you can be structured in your conversations, if you're comfortable standing up in front of people and talking. I know a lot of people, uh, people such as my wife will do things like um, in the past, she's done Toastmasters and other events that teach you to speak. Uh, I've I've never done that in any formal capacity. I've I've just looked at people who who I admired and who I thought did a very good job of it. Yeah. And and in fact, if you want to have a look at some of these people, I remember going back many years. Some of the people that influenced me a lot were people like Scott Hanselman. So he's a, a very sort of Microsoft centric guy, but a very good speaker. And and what I took away from him is particularly how comfortable and casual uh, he appears to be. And it's like, dude, you're going off script. You're not always on the slides. What's happening? This is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that made him a very, uh, very likable, approachable guy in terms of the way he talks. Uh, another one that's really good to watch is a guy called Mikko Hupinen, who's a, a security guy. Uh, another very large following. And I really like the way he tells stories. You know, he's got these great stories of personal experience in his talks. And, and the, the other thing that he does that always strikes me as, as unique is he's really comfortable just not saying anything, just having long silences. Like he'll say something and he'll pause. It's like, what's he doing? What's going to happen next? It's like, well, he's actually just pausing for impact, you know, and, and it's working because we do tend to tend to rush quite a bit too. So I would say, look, at those people and, and watch their talks and see what it is about what they do that that is impactful. And even if you don't necessarily want to be a public speaker per se, you have opportunities the entire time to influence people by the way you present. Now, maybe that's your boss or your peers. Uh, maybe that's in a job interview. You know, all of these things are very important points where you've got to be able to communicate. Yep. Troy, can you share a parting piece of career advice with the IT Career Energizer audience? Look, I think probably the thing that's that's made a lot of difference to me is is just an ongoing passion for what I do. Uh, I, I appreciate there are a lot of people out there that want to go to the office at nine o'clock, do their job, go home at five, and and spend time with their families or do something completely different. But the thing that's that's made this a very fulfilling career for me, and and indeed for many other people, is that I I genuinely love the technology and, and what I do, and I'm I'm happy to get up early, stay up late, weekends, holidays, get involved in this. And this is not necessarily at the sacrifice of family and all that sort of thing, but it's like in my spare time when I want to do something for my own fun, it might be writing some code or a blog or something like that. And I, I think if you can have a passion for it. And you can find a job that allows you to, to exercise that passion. Suddenly, life becomes a whole lot happier. Yeah, it absolutely does. And finally, what's the best way we can find out more about you and possibly connect with you? So troyhunt.com, pretty much all roads lead from there. I'm very active on Twitter as well. That's probably my main communication platform. And I'm on there at Troy Hunt. Troy, thank you so much for joining me on the IT Career Energizer podcast today. It's been great chatting with you. Yeah, my pleasure. My thanks to Troy for joining me on today's show. You can find full show notes, 
at itcareerenergizer.com slash e48. In the next episode, I'll be talking with Duncan Hunter, who is a software architect and a mentor at firebootcamp.com. You can get this and other future episodes automatically downloaded and available to play by simply subscribing to the podcast in iTunes, Stitcher, or whichever streaming service you're using to listen. Thanks for listening. And remember, if you're not growing your career, you're slowing your career. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.